I'm Miranda Hale, and I'm from Canada. And I'm Michelle Curtis from South Africa. And this is the Wanderlust Woman podcast, where two expat moms from different countries discuss living abroad with their families and all the joy and struggles that comes along with it. Join us for weekly podcasts where we discuss topics topics relating to life abroad for our families and other wandering women and really whatever the hell we want to talk about because it's our podcast. Today it's Michelle's turn and she's going to share a story that she found online about traveling or about being an expat. Go ahead. Okay so this story is quite funny. It's from a guy called David Handy and uh, it's he posted it like a year ago on a an app called Q-U-O-R-A, Quora. I don't know how to pronounce it, but anyway. So he says, the first time we visited Mexico, I was apprehensive when checking into our hotel. I walked up to the check-in desk and said in my best Spanish accent, Reservación para mí y Mrs. Handy. The clerk checked his computer and said, Benvenidos. But I thought he said, Ben, venidos, and had gotten my, my name wrong. No, 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 not Ben Veni Dos, Senor. <laughs> David Handy, I replied. The clerk laughed and said in English, No, I said Benvenidos, it means welcome. I wasn't an expat. We were, if I wasn't an expat, we were on vacation, but it was quite funny. <laughs> Bienvenidos. No, no, I'm not Benvenidos. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Well, on this episode, we discuss how we get our hands on familiar products from back home and how we shop for our essential and non-essential items while living in a developing country. We will also bring you through our journeys of navigating daily tasks while living abroad and whether the cost of living here helps us to save or encourage us to spend. Now, I know for me personally, the cost of living in Panama is more expensive than it was living in Western Canada or when we lived in Southwest Florida. There's actually few places that we've tra- we've traveled other than Hawaii or Bahamas where I can say it compares to the prices of life, of the life we live here in Panama anyway. Now, I should say that we do have a certain standard of living Um, and that there are ways we could live for cheaper. Like, for example, we do tend to buy the imported products, which is, I guess, the comforts of home. I do search out my, you know, organic tofu, my quinoa, and I do try to shop for local produce, but I also find that to be expensive as well. And it's local produce that grows rampant here in Panama, like avocado, mango, cashews, Panama's delicious espresso beans. I find that all to be expensive. Now, I do also believe it's where we shop and the life that we're living in the area that we're living in, because it does seem to be densely populated with expats and tourists. But what about you, Michelle? Do you find it expensive to live in Panama compared to South Africa? When you compare the rand to the dollar exchange, the rand is the South African currency, um, you cannot even compare um, the... uh, the standard of living because um, the the rand dollar exchange is 17 to 1. So us as South Africans coming and living abroad in a lot of different places, we have found Panama, and because we've traveled quite a bit, we found Panama to be extremely expensive, especially with day-to-day things like bread and milk, um, your staple, you know, necessities, um, toilet paper, that sort of thing. When we traveled to the States, uh, we found the States to be way cheaper than Panama. Um, like you had just said. 
Um, Panama is very expensive and it's it's not just um, you know your local produce and whatnot. I also find you get uh, expat prices if you shop locally and you get the gringo t- yeah the, the, aka the gringo tax exactly and then you get uh, Panamanian prices you know so you got to be careful and make have a relationship with wherever and whoever you're shopping with right so let's say you were in South Africa and you were buying um, a loaf of bread and I'm not just saying you know a white loaf of bread from the bakery I'm saying the certain bread that you would tend to buy how much would that cost in South Africa compared to here in Panama Jeez, um, you know, I'd be lying now if I said, and whoever is South African can maybe be, maybe drop me a, a comment and just say, this is how much a loaf of bread costs now. But uh, I remember when we were there, it was probably like maybe four rand, um, maybe four kwacha, um, times that by, gee, you know, Miranda, you've put me on the spot. I have no... I, I, <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making you do math now. Yeah, you know. I remember I, you... But I, I do remember you said to me once, like a cup of coffee, like a like a gourmet cup of coffee in, in South Africa, like what would that cost you? Okay, okay, yeah, so there we go. You can see I never look at prices, a bit of a spoiled brat. So <laughs> when when we went to South Africa three years ago um, to the mug and bean, I remember sitting there and we'd had our breakfast and then the bill came and I said to the guy, oh my God, um, why'd you charge me 30 rand for a cup of coffee, just a regular size cup of coffee? And he said, no, that's the price now. And I said to him, but when I was here before, it was like 10 Rand. So it had gone up by, to 30 Rand, you know. I mean, I don't know how much percent that is. I'm just my brain doesn't work. But mm-hmm. that's that was a big jump from 10 Rand to 30 Rand. So let's just say that's from $1 to $3, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that was a huge jump. But um, And then what would a cup of coffee here cost, a gourmet cup of coffee here cost in Panama? Probably about the same, hey? Yeah, probably about the same, you know, but South Africa always used to be the cheap country to go and uh, on holiday, the cheap country in terms of a rand dollar exchange. But it's not that cheap anymore. Like if I did a conversion the other day and I spent, I think it was, oh God, it was like $180 at uh, just on necessities at Super 99. Just let me do the math here quickly. And then if I times that... Can you hear my phone going? 180 times 17. That's 3,000 rand on weekly groceries. Hey. Okay. And how much would you spend on weekly groceries in South Africa? 3,000 rand? No. You know, normally when I lived there, which was a long time ago, it would be like maybe 1,000 rand, you know, depending on your size of your family. But now... And sorry, are we saying... How do you spell rand? R-A-N-D. Like D Rand. Okay. Rand. That was Rand, like R A N. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, but things have gone up now, you know, and it's um, also, we shop at Super 99 here, which is mm-hmm. equivalent to a pick and pay in South Africa, which is equivalent to a ShopRite Checkers in Zambia. Um, I don't even think it's equivalent to an Aldi. Aldi would be like more, you have Aldi in um, Canada, don't you? No, Aldi's in America. Okay, so Aldi, I mean, not not where I was from in Canada, like in Alberta, we didn't have Aldi. Maybe in Toronto or Ontario, they have Aldi, but no, I'm, I'm I think it's a it's an American brand, and Aldi is kind of like an inexpensive version of Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have that in uh, when we were in Switzerland and in the UK, they have that. But you know, that's your day to day shopping. So that's where you could go and you could just 
buy everything that you need from toilet paper all the way to deodorant to shampoo whatever but then when you go to shops like we have here like Reba Smith which would be equivalent to Woolworths in South Africa do you have Woolworths in uh, Canada no I would say so Reba Smith here in Panama I think it's more of like the imported foods it's where I, I prefer to shop like super 99 is kind of like your local Publix or Safeway and then Reba Smith I would compare it to um like it's kind of like an in-between of Whole Foods and Trader Joe's I'd kind of say but not not like the Trader Joe's quirky you know Trader Joe's brands but just like specialty items I'd say it's in between Whole Foods and, and Trader Joe's and if I'm going to shop somewhere and I know it's going to have what I want like my tofu my whole grain bread my quinoa I'm gonna go to Reba Smith and I'm gonna pay a premium for it yeah no absolutely but then you also know that your vegetables are going to last a week as opposed to two days when you buy super 99 you know because they don't because mm-hmm. the fridges actually work you know that kind of a thing yeah yeah like i say i do most of my shopping i do with at what's called price smart it's kind of like a price club it compared to costco or or sam's club um so we do get better prices because we we buy in bulk but on a day-to-day basis for groceries like for example when we were living in southwest florida if i were to go to any store i wanted to walmart target Publix, trader joe's whole foods wherever i wanted to go and i wanted to get my say 12 green bread the bread would probably cost I don't know let's say $1.89 for the loaf of bread if I was to get the exact same bread here first of all it would be difficult for me to find it because it would be an imported product but I would go to Reba Smith and I'd probably pay anywhere from $3.90 to $4.50 for that same loaf of bread now as I said in in the opening that we could live you know less expensive if we wanted to eat Panamanians where it's you know dry rice you know dry beans fish um odds and ends pieces of you know chicken and meat and stuff what's that round? then we what's that that mm-hmm. stuff they make with the oh, they always dip in food man jesus what is it called uh it's, it's like a polenta kind of stuff that they make tamales no that's empanadas yeah 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 like an empanada or yeah a, a lot of fried food yeah, things horrible. like that like we could we could eat um less expensive but but it's not what it's not what we're used to and it's not not the way that corn we eat. like i do corn cornbread yeah, it's like that corn you bread. mean like corn tortilla tortilla there we go okay so yeah like um panamanian food it it actually isn't the best food culturally that that i've had there it seems to be a lot of you know rice and beans fried vegetables fried fish or sancocho. fried chicken chicken legs have you ever had things sancocho? like that no what is that oh it's disgusting so i've never had it but i'm sure it looks disgusting it's a it's like a chicken soup but it's it's more like a a chicken broth with like a a piece of potato and a chicken bone and then maybe like a okay so so it's kind of like a soup that they've used with all the scraps kind of like nothing goes to waste so exactly again we we yes we could we could um live less expensive i could not buy the three ply toilet paper i could not buy the name brand shampoo and conditioner and and things like that but again i do feel like you get what you pay for it and i do i do prefer to pay for the quality and things that i'm familiar with but on a day-to-day basis life here is more expensive when it comes to um 
you know, accessing groceries. I also find it's more expensive in the terms of utility bills, like electricity is quite a bit more expensive in Panama than it was in Canada or the US. Like we were living in Southwest Florida and we had our air conditioner on, of course, during the hot, the hot months. And our electricity bill was, you know, under $200 a month. And here in Panama, our electricity bill is, I mean, we're lucky if it's under $350 a month. Yeah, I know, because our aircon runs permanently. I mean, I have three aircons running permanently at night when we sleep. And then during the day, if I go from room to room, I have an aircon going. So our, our electricity bill is pretty much the same, you know, it's... um. And then as for housing, like I find for housing, the cost of living in Panama, I actually find it price wise, it's somewhat comparable to what we were paying in Southwest Florida, but not if you compare the amenities you get around you. Like in Southwest Florida, you could rent a three bedroom house with a pool that was in Florida, you know, an hour drive to Disney World, you know, a 10 minute drive to the beach, all the amenities that you can access in America and the same house in Panama, I'd be paying the same amount of money about, you know, anywhere from 2000 to $2,500 a month. And you would be in Panama where you don't have access to the, to the first world amenities. No. Yeah, so like what, what is living cost like compared to South Africa with housing? So we found, um, Housing is expensive here. So the house we live in, which is your normal average house that you would find in South Africa, three bedroom. Okay, we have six bathrooms, which is ridiculous. It's typical Panamanian. Um, right, because every every bedroom has a bathroom yeah. and then you have the bathroom in the hallway and then you have the pool bathroom. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. So we have six and then we and the maids quarters bathroom as well. So six bathrooms in my house, okay? But we have a swimming pool, we have a small garden and we live in the beautiful estates on the beach. Uh, at the, Not on the beach, at the beach. Having said that, this particular house, which has no generator um, and is quite old and not much maintenance, they want $700,000 for this house. If you con- To buy. To right. buy, yeah. Okay, so if you convert that to rand, and, or you had to go to South Africa and you had to buy a house for the exact same amount, I could live on the beachfront in a double-story house in South Africa on one of the top beaches. Um, for the price of the house that I have now, you know, it's ridiculous. So, and we're, and like, we're talking about close to a million dollars for a house in Panama. And we're like, we're talking about in, in a developing country, like, yes, you know, you are in one of the better estate areas in the beaches area where all the wealthy Panamanians also vacation on the weekends. But again, we're talking about in a developing country to buy, like you said, a, you know, a, a single family dwelling for almost, almost a million dollars. Like, again, like the prices are just like, we, we could buy not that close to the ocean, but a house in Florida, again, three bedroom with a pool, of course, with all the amenities of Florida. And you're looking at, you know, $400,000 mm-hmm. in, in Florida, like, like the, the real estate to buy in Panama is so extremely inflated. So that's why we always recommend to rent at first because you can rent a house that's for sale for let's say 1.5 million dollars but they're going to rent it to you for about $2,500 a month 
that's less than your mortgage would even be. So to me, it does not make sense the way they figure out how much to list a house for sale and how much to rent it for. And it just makes no sense. And I, I just want to tap in there. You know, renting is also uh, recommended in Panama because a lot of the time maintenance is a huge thing and people who rent just generally don't maintain their houses. You know, so if you're renting, at least the maintenance is up to them. You know, you just give them a list. And we're very lucky with the people we rent from. So um, they maintain the yeah, house. Yeah, they, t- they take care you of know. you guys. And, yeah, they take care of you well. And we've rented this house for four years. And we've had our problems and whatever. But, you know, it's just a phone call away and they sort us out. But Yeah. And now as for – oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I just wanted to say what we found when we arrived here was cars – in Panama are way cheaper than cars in South Africa and Zambia especially so oh yeah interesting like how much would a you know a like a Ford F-150 cost in 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 Zambia so nobody drives (laughs) that's a funny question because nobody drives a Ford F-150 in South Africa or Zambia (laughs) okay so we drive a Ford F-150 here and it's always been one of my husband's um, favorite cars and he always wanted to own one we're very privileged that we have one but in South Africa nobody can afford to put the petrol or the gas in the car because uh, gas is expensive in South Africa and it's cheap here right it is that that's right it is very inexpensive in Panama it's how much does I know I'm so bad about this I don't look at the prices of the of the fuel but how much is regular gasoline right now <laughs> I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll I'll look I'll I'll look it up. But you keep telling your story about the F one fifty. So I just want to I want to tell you a funny story quickly about gasoline. So the other day, Vaughn asked me to go and get gas for the motorbikes, and I had to fill up all those red little jerry cans. So he said to me because I need to uh, mix the ratio of the oil to the gas for the motorbike. So he said to me, just make sure you only fill in seven liters. So while I'm looking at the thing, I'm like, oh my God, it's just not getting to seven or I, I don't really know, you know, which one I'm supposed to look at. So I phoned him and I said to him, oh, it went to eight liters. So he said, no, I told you seven. So he said, which one were you looking at, the top number or the bottom number? So I said, I don't know. I think it was the bottom number. He says, that's the price. That's not the liters. <laughs> Why? Why could you only put seven liters in the in the truck? Because it's not for the truck; it's for the motorbike. Because you have to mix it. With, oh, 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 yeah, you have to mix it with oil. But you see, now when you okay. ask me how much gas costs, I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know which number to look at. Yeah. So right now, um, CNN.com says that in the U.S. dollar, Panama uh, gas is two dollars and nineteen cents per gallon, um, as a as compared to United Kingdom, that's five dollars and seventy nine cents per gallon. So it is it is inexpensive for for gasoline here. Yeah. So, but yeah, like like an F one fifty. I mean, in North America, they're they're a dime a dozen. Like you you know ten people that that drive an F one fifty. And if you were to buy like a let's say a couple year old F one fifty in Pan in uh, North America you'd buy it for I'd say com- similar price it might be a little bit more money in, in Panama maybe by about five or ten thousand dollars but not not crazy but vehicle prices in South Africa are quite a bit off from Panama yeah no and it's also again it's the rate of exchange you know you can never really compare when it's 17 to 1 it's just mm-hmm. it's ridiculous you know but um yeah you know like uh, an F-150 uh, here is 
becoming one of the most popular cars in Panama, which I just recently found out. I mean, um, when we first arrived, uh, this is our second F-150, and um, we were like really privileged that we were driving this F-150. And then mm-hmm. we had a problem with the first one, um, traded it in, and we got an upgrade, and we didn't have to pay that much more or hardly anything in to get an upgrade, and we're driving a better vehicle um, at literally the same price, you know, so... Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then as for like how we access our items. So I live out on a, a mine site, so I'm quite isolated. So we have delivery orders. So there's little shops on site and I send them my list of, of items I want them to get me from the city and then they bring it to me once a week. So I'm pr- quite privileged with that. Um, I pay them a fee. We pay them a percentage of how much the order is. And then we also pay them a delivery fee. Now I find I'm spoiled because it is comparable to like when we lived in America and we could just order and we'd get our groceries at the door or I would go online to walmart.com, do my entire grocery order. They would text me and say your order's ready for pickup at three o'clock PM. So I'd pick up the kids, I'd back into the Walmart parking lot and someone would come and load the groceries into the back of my car. It's similar like what we have out at the mine here. And then as for yourself, you can go just down the street to the to the local grocery store. But it's we can't always find what we want here. Like there's some things that I found very difficult, odd things like let me know if you can think of any. But a few things that I find that are so hard to find here, you can't find them at all is wrapping paper. So wrapping paper to wrap gifts. And I think that's because most stores they do complimentary gift wrapping on anything that you buy there but you can't you can't buy wrapping paper if I see wrapping paper I buy it because you can't find it Um, certain oil that you put in your vehicles or car parts you can't find them here Chris has to order certain car parts from the states and have it shipped in and I'm not talking things that are hard to find like a headlight certain light bulbs you know we have to send someone on a hunt to find the right oil for the car because you can't just go over to your local you know canadian tire or hardware store or jiffy lube and or princess auto and find exactly what you want it's difficult to find those things Um, certain household items like vacuums are so hard to find here because all the domestic staff use a, a broom I remember we brought one of our vacuums over in a shipping container and I said to our cleaning lady, I said, do you want to use the vacuum? And she was like sweeping like a mad woman. And she's like, no, 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 I, I don't want to use the vacuum. I was like, but it'll make your life that much easier. And now my vacuum crapped out. It's not working anymore. And I can't find a vacuum anywhere. I can't find a vacuum in this country. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. That's, a decent that's, mop I can't find. Really? That's bizarre because like I'm on my second vacuum cleaner. and But I don't buy fancy. I just buy what I found at Novi um, or, or the Do It Center. So that would be like a South African equivalent to um, a hardware store. Uh, not a hardware store, like right. a, a, you got, like a, a home, home, yeah, store a home depot, something. you know? Um, right. Or a mop. Like all you can find is those mops that you have to spaghetti ring out. Yeah. I want a mop that I can fill up a cleaning container, pop it into the mop, and then squeeze a trigger pump with my hand and then throw the the pad in the washing machine to wash it. Um, Can't find that here. Amazon. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dishwashing pods, like those pods that you put in your dishwasher, oh because not everyone has dishwashers here. If you find, say at Price Mart, which is like Costco, if you find that 60 pack of those dishwashing pods, oh my God, I tell the shopping people, I'm like, buy them yeah, all. No, because I'll, like, I'll hoard them. That's like buying gold. That, uh, yeah, if I, if I see them, I buy two packs, definitely. Yeah. Certain seasonal items that you're used to. So there's, and I mean, I'm not just saying decorations, which are also difficult. So there'll be certain times a year when you can go to the store and you can buy Christmas trees, Christmas decorations, but there's no mass sale the week after Christmas. It's like they take all the stock and then hoard it and then just put it on display next year. <laughs> but seasonal items that you're used to, like um, sweet potatoes or yams, hard time finding, yeah. um, cans of cans of pumpkin to make pumpkin pie, um, radishes, um, things that like are your comforts of home for your traditional food, I find are, is difficult to find here as well. Certain dog foods, like you have to go to a specific store to find the right pet food or you have to go to a vet's office to find the right the right dog and food. when you find it but and then yeah but yeah at least um and then shopping for so i i don't eat meat but i know like even driving past you know cattle farms here the beef don't look like they do in north america like the beef in north america they're like these fat you know huge cows here they look like north american dogs <laughs> like they're just because you know they just eat like a little bit of grass they're out in the sun and the humidity all day and as we're like in north america we just feed them and feed them and they're huge the, the, <laughs> they're like walking that was one of the things like walking they are that's like one of the things that shocked yeah, that shocked us we were like that's the beef cattle they're like teeny tiny like um, walking beef jerky yeah and then you go to the grocery stores and you walk past the meat section and it's just it smells so bad I don't know you had me actually buy meat for you once it was during the quarantine beginning of quarantine and everyone was like texting their friends because we had staggered days that you could go to the grocery store depending on the last digit of your identification so my day was like Wednesday and Michelle's was you know Friday and I'd be like hey I'm hopping over to the grocery store do you need anything and you knew I didn't eat meat but you're like I'm really sorry but my son needs some chicken can you please go and get me some chicken <laughs> i was like i could walk through the aisle with a plastic bag over my head but let's just, don't you don't you find it smells so bad yeah. but everybody needs to know miranda's a vegan so when you ask a vegan to buy you meat it's kind of like uh she's either a really good friend of yours because she'll do it or <laughs> you're really insulting her but um but don't you think it really it really is like it's not food is not kept in the way that it is kept in north america like eggs are on the shelves here like on the like in the middle of the store they're not in the refrigerated section milk sometimes some of it's in the refrigerated section but the other milk is on the counter like next next on the canned beans but you know what and then and then the meat isn't in a sealed area it's like it's like a buffet and it just sits there and in like the not great air conditioning in the store. But I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, you know what, Miranda, you need to go live in Africa because what you see here is nothing yeah. compared to what we have in Africa. We were, we at some point, um, when a lot of the times the uh, fridges wouldn't work, not in South Africa, in Zambia, the fridges wouldn't work. So we were allowed to um, stick a finger 
and the, open the meat. Not that I ever did. I just thought it was a bit insulting. But you were allowed to smell the meat before you bought it. Um, I remember when, oh, when I God. lived in the Congo with Vaughan, um, a lot of the times the meat would arrive in the refrigerator truck, which was broken. And um, how are you? How are you not yeah, a vegan? No, exactly. I was a bit. <laughs> how are you? How are you? How are you still alive? <laughs> and I don't even. I have a very weak stomach. But the meat would arrive green, and there's nothing you can do. So I'd have to soak the meat and wash it in vinegar, and that's that doesn't it, fix it. it. Takes the smell away. <laughs> the smell. I, I just I just won't look or smell and we can eat it. Yeah, in see North America has such strict standards when it comes to transporting food. Like here, even the frozen food, you it's in the freezer section at the grocery store, but it's full of like frostbite and icicles, meaning that it was defrosted and then it was refrozen again. And in America that would get thrown away. Um, or you would get chicken nuggets from the freezer section and you'd pull them out of the freezer and they're not frozen and they're sitting in that temperature which is not hot not cold so that's where the bacteria grows for the food poisoning so I don't know I'm also certified in safe food handling I think that's where also comes to when I'm particular about the temperature and the way that my food is handled but the but the eggs on the shelf is something that was surprising to me but it's because they're not washed and bleached they don't lose how, that how, how are you Sorry, certified in safe food management did you do a course on that mm-hmm. yeah i did a, a course on it like how to handle and how to serve for, food so that people don't uh, die for real <laughs> yeah ah. so whenever you're eating at casa de miranda <laughs> you know you were you will not have food poisoning but when you when you eat at <laughs> no, michelle's um, house just mm-hmm. make sure you don't Michelle, see the Michelle says smell the <laughs> you don't see the vinegar bottle <laughs> on the uh, counter. Yeah. Look look for the green meat. <laughs> um no and no okay, so for drinking water. So in Panama you can actually drink the drinking water, but again, maybe I'm a spoiled brat, but we didn't even drink the tap water in North America. So we do have water delivery. So you'd you bring those big blue jugs and you'd have a water cooler in your house and you have water delivered to your house and then you bring back the bottle and you take more yeah, bottles. No, we, um gas. You have gas you have gas delivered to your to your house. Too, right? Yeah, so I phone, uh, it's called Tropigas, and they, I still have the bottles in my house, but then the newer places where I live, they have um, the trucks that come and fill up the big gas tank. But uh, I order three bottles at a time, um, and that lasts me long enough, as long as I don't use the yeah washing, uh, the tumble dryer. And and see in America in North America we have we have furnaces so we have to have heat running in our house so we just have natural gas connections, so that was different for us as well where you have to pick up the phone and you have to have someone deliver the gas to your house so that you can have hot water and you can have you know a stove to cook on and and hot water to wash the dishes of course. Now as for healthcare in Panama, so obviously healthcare in Canada is free it's a right for the citizens of Canada so coming to from Canada to Panama it was different for us to have to pay for health care but health care is inexpensive in Panama so that's another thing that is inexpensive in Panama is health care so to go to like a general physician for a checkup say you have a sore throat or you know you have an infected cut on your leg you know etc cetera, etc cetera, it costs about 15 dollars to see um 
a general practitioner who speaks English, um, has a full nursing staff that, also, that gives you a prescription. It depends where you go. Yeah. So, and then of course you can go to the city that has bigger hospitals and they have the specialists, like they have the John Hopkins University Hospital, the Punta Pacifica, and they have all the specialists there. And what's interesting is even though healthcare is free in Canada, if I want to see a specialist, like if I want to see, let's say a dermatologist, I have to have a referral from my general practitioner. The referral will could take four to five months to even see a dermatologist as we're in Panama I literally go online I find the phone number to the dermatologist I send him a whatsapp privately and I can go in and see him the next day that- so that is, is really cool and I would say that costs anywhere from 75 to 195 dollars that's what Sorry, I found was bizarre in Panama is how doctors give out their personal numbers that's a no-go in our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get to the doctor, you have to get through the receptionist. And um, yeah, yes, yeah, same yeah, with yeah, America. You can just SMS them privately, and they answer you. Yeah, super yeah. cool, super cool. Now the healthcare in America, um, America, you got to get your shit together. Yeah. Honestly, it's it, it, it's a mess. We lived in Southwest Florida for eighteen months. We had a baby there. We had also had our two other children there. We were got familiar with the healthcare system while we were there and it's just can't even go into that it's expensive and it's and it's it's not so great but um yeah panama is for price it's it's not bad it's not bad at all i think to have if we were to have a baby in panama it was going to cost about five five thousand dollars i remember Um, somebody had mentioned that so i i was wanted to touch base on remember when you cut my hair so I have very, very long hair. My mm-hmm. hair's like at the moment because Miranda, I haven't seen, I haven't seen you for like over a year. Hey? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So Miranda cut my hair a year ago, and um, I haven't had a haircut since. And the reason why I haven't had a haircut since is because finding a hairdresser in Panama is like finding a needle in a haystack. Um, if you want a good one, and I'd had my haircut before with some guy that I saw on Instagram. Thought it was really excellent and what what a water and he didn't understand the brief and i was at the hairdresser from 10 in the morning until six at night and my hair came out great but is this a hairdresser in the city or no, in, the this was in the city and it was i asked him just okay. for highlights and a trim and a treatment and i got a billiage which i do not recommend i've had it before dry yeah it dries your hair out mm-hmm. and um, when he cut my hair, oh my god, it was like chop, 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 and there were my layers. It was a nightmare. So, having said that, um, you know, when you go to South Africa, you have your hairdressers that uh, generally go to hairdressing school and they have to qualify and have all their certificates and whatnot for color and all that sort of thing. And you can have your hair and nails done at the same time, you know, and it's I don't know. I just find it's better. So, yeah. I mean, I think in Pan in Panama, they. I mean, I guess anyone could cut hair, but I believe in the city and even some in the beaches, they do have, you know, the you know the yeah. certified stylists and 
et cetera, et cetera. But it's yeah, super very, expensive, exactly. super expensive. Like even even out in the beaches here, getting a haircut at like the only quote unquote good hair salon here. And, you know, you're spending 75 to 150 bucks to get your to get your hair cut and, and a blow dry. The only thing I find at the salons that's inexpensive is pedicures. I can get a pedicure, full pedicure yeah, yeah, for 15 bucks. Yeah which to me is a, a steal of a deal. Manicures, massage, facial, all comparable prices to North America, you know, anywhere from 50 to $100 plus. But like my hair that time, the guy did my hair, that was $600. I nearly fell on the floor. <sighs> and I was like, it's not even what I wanted. In six, oh, in Panama, I mean, people, in a developing yeah. country. So I've never had Oof. my hair cut again. I've been here for four years. I'm waiting for Miranda to come oh. and cut my hair because it's heavy as hell. That makes me feel sick. You must have fell over when they when they yeah, showed no. you that bill. Oh, the shit was six hundred. Yeah, I've never paid. I've never paid. Never paid that. Not even in North America. Have I paid. I paid up to three hundred dollars, but never. Yeah, you know it's interesting because there's such a divide in Panama between the upper class and the lower class. The upper class is you know lives in the trump tower you know eats sushi champagne for lunch goes and gets their hair done for six hundred dollars and lives the high life and drives around in their bentleys in the city and then you have the people that are eating the rye rice and dry beans and you have you know seven people living in a house with one mattress on the floor and i find the real only middle class in panama are the expats and then so and I know in Canada you don't have we call them maids uh, you don't have uh, somebody that a house cleaner or a housekeeper because it's expensive but in Zambia and South Africa mm-hmm. it's the norm you know and in Panama it seems to be the norm as well but when you have a housekeeper or a maid in Panama when you interview them you need to be very careful in terms of what their um, job description is because a lot of them don't wash windows that's an extra charge a lot of them do not iron your clothes that's an extra charge or that is somebody specific you hire to iron your clothes or wash your windows i was very specific with my maid and Mm. she does everything but i pay her accordingly you know so so let's talk let's talk about price so to have um let's say a maid a cleaning person come to your house they charge what anywhere from 25 to 35 dollars yeah. a day right for a yeah. full eight hour day and that but they also are ex- expect yeah. you to feed them yeah. lunch yeah. as well right in north america in canada if i was to have a cleaning crew i would have someone come probably a crew of two or three women would come and i would pay about 300 dollars for about two and a half hours Jesus. one clean and yeah, I, I found I found one lady that I was paying $25 an hour that would come every other week and would come for like four hours, $25 an hour. Um, in America, I had a cleaning lady that would come, I think it was once a week, and I was paying her $25 an hour and she would come just for a couple hours in the morning every other week. So yeah, that's, that's also yeah. inexpensive in Panama and also general labor is inexpensive in Panama so you know if you wanted um, someone to come and do some woodwork for you or you know build a deck for you and then that's quite inexpensive as well a, a pool cleaner a yard a gardener as well how much do you pay your gardener and uh, pool person? so the pool guy we pay $60 a month he comes twice a week 
and then the gardener he only does the front part he basically just cuts the grass so he comes uh once a week as well and he gets 60 dollars um and then my maid comes yeah and i should say that we also provide the pool cleaning or the pool cleaning supplies the chemicals and the cleaning products for the for the maid as well in north america the pool person the lawn guy and the cleaning lady the, and they all bring their own products their own vacuum oh, their own my, everything so yeah, there's my, a difference there too my pool guy he brings everything um yeah no and oh, nice. then the what do you call it the garden guy we call the garden boy whatever he um he also brings his own machine it's not my problem you know if you want to work um then you must provide because uh I pay and that's just how it works. Yeah, and Michelle, you and I have talked about this before. You're so good about that. Like me maybe it's because where how I grew up we didn't have, you know, staff at our house. I can't like when I have a cleaning lady in my house, I can't just sit on the sofa and like look at my phone or or turn on the TV. I feel like the maid's looking at me like, "Oh, you lazy bitch, why can't you clean your own house?" But you put it in a different perspective to me. You're like, "Miranda, everyone has choices in life and everyone has a, a, a job and if you want a job this is the job that she wanted and I, I don't need to feel guilty about that and I always think about you telling me that whenever I feel you know guilty about paying someone to no, do I always, at least I'm putting food on the table for a roof over her head you know like um, you get a lot of people that just don't want to mm-hmm. work because they just think it's beneath them but you know what at the end of the day um, money makes the world go around yeah, or that, or the kid that was, or he was cutting your lawn or something, and you said, "Hey, do you want to make an extra ten bucks to wash my car?" And he was like, "No, I want 20 And you're like, "Forget it, then I'll find someone else who wants the ten dollars." Or yeah. there's some situation well, like that, and I was oh, like, "Good for myself. you!" Like, you know, I'll save ten dollars and yeah. wash it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. And then as for fitness access, so I find um, gyms are very expensive expensive here like in pan or in sorry in america you can join planet fitness have access to every piece of gym equipment you can imagine and it costs ten dollars a month here in panama you want to be part of a gym in your local estate community and you need to pay you know a a registration fee that could be around a thousand dollars and then you also need to pay Um, what like a hundred dollars a month to be able to use the gym and the facilities it's expensive now if you do live in like a condo like a high-rise tower most of the buildings have a, a gym room that's included with your HOA fees HOA fees are also inexpensive in Panama they're anywhere from $150 just to $300 elaborate, a month elaborate in Florida HOA yeah. fee is Oh, sorry. HOA fee is like a homeowners association. So when you live in like a condominium, um, you pay a fee for them to maintain the common areas yeah, yeah. of the building. So the pool chairs, the the lounge chairs, the gym equipment, the security guard, the that's all included in your your HOA fees. So in Florida, an HOA fee on an oceanfront condo like here in Panama is anywhere from six hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a month. HOA fees are expensive in in North America. Um, And then as for private classes, like personal trainers, yoga classes, I I find prices are comparable to North America. Absolutely. Um, You can't even, what what they charge for like a private class in North America, you could never charge that in Panama. No one's going to pay that. Yeah, well, no, like... 
like I'd say like 25 bucks yeah. an hour or something someone would charge in North America and I've I've seen it here in Panama depends on you know the instructor of course I've seen it as cheap mm -hmm. as $10 an hour but I f I find like for for private classes it's it's comparable so yeah I do you think we touched on everything I think so um I ah. think so if if anyone has Sorry, a, I just yeah to go say, and then like ordering from Amazon we order a lot of things from yeah, I mean, like, oh, right. How could we forget? <laughs> Thank God for Amazon. So, like, my son only drinks uh, South African rooibos tea and a specific brand in South Africa and um, Fresh Pack. And we order that on Amazon. And it's a regular order. We order chutney from South Africa, Mrs. Balls. And, um, you know, there's certain things that you can't live without, but you need. And thank God for Amazon. But our Amazon doesn't arrive the next day like everybody else in America or in three hours from now our Amazon would arrive a week from now and go via Miami and then when it arrives in Panama um, you've got to pay 10 or 5 dollars per kilogram uh, for a charge for them to release it um, it's from a place called Mailboxes we have a good relationship with them they always let us know when the stuff's arrived but um, you know what you order on Amazon for say ten dollars, you're going to land up paying fifteen to twenty dollars to have it released. It's a luxury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm so bad about my Amazon orders, and you know it's like the retail therapy and Amazon just makes it so easy to hit that buy now button. And in America, you know you get addicted to it because if you want something that morning, you hit buy now and you have it. If not the next day, you have it that night. And in Panama, um, our mailbox, et cetera, the company, they're actually, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty quick. Like surprisingly, you know, considering we put in a mailing address to the distribution center in, in yeah. Miami, like you said, and then it gets cargo flown to Panama City and then sorted through customs where we do have to pay extra fees if it's, you know, electronics or beauty products yeah. or medication. And then it gets driven out to the beaches area, which is about two hours. And we can have it in, like you said, a week, may maybe two weeks, but who you pay mm -hmm. a premium for it. Like um, you said five to 10 a kilo. I think some, like, I think we may pay as high as $13 a kilo, all depending on also, weight. So, I mean, you can get whatever you want in, in Panama, but I also think, but, 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 yeah, yeah, but I also think it. where you have your mailboxes, compared to the area we have our mailboxes is different so you're in coronado and that is more of an expat area and just hear me out yeah and ours is in penaname which is more of a local area so when i listen to the people mm -hmm. in their stories um i think ours might just be a little bit more economical in terms of um releasing and you know i don't know yeah, I'll have I'll have to get your prices because, yeah, like sometimes we could get a bill of you know eight hundred dollars a month just Jesus. in. Shipping. No, my husband wouldn't let me. <laughs> and, order. and again, like, <clears throat> yeah, but sometimes like I mean we're so good at justifying you know how much money we spend, but it's you know if we were still in Florida, every weekend we'd be at the mall, you yeah, know, exactly. eating lunch, you know, hitting the shops, um, going to the zoo, going and and we don't have that here like we so I mean I don't want to sound like a spoiled brat with you know ordering online and getting some things that I want I, no you I don't have anything I don't have restaurants near me I don't have malls near me I don't have I don't have any anything here we have we don't spend our money on anything else so that's why sometimes 
we can sometimes justify being able to have a few luxuries that we want, you know, from back home. So, yeah, but if we missed anything, please, you know, send us a message, go to our Instagram page. It's Wanderlust Woman Podcast and ask us anything that you want to know about, about living here, about spending money here on how we access things that we want here. Thank you for tuning in. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll catch you guys next week. Ciao. Ciao.